You are listening to HPF's Orange Heart, the podcast. We'll peel back the layers, tell the stories of heroes, tap into the knowledge of the experts and humanitarians, educate the public, and protect our children. This is our world. This is the Humanity Preservation Foundation. And this segment starts now. This is Orange Heart, the podcast, as the intro just went through, and I'm talking with Lisa Sabo, and she is a new volunteer of HPF, um, and Lisa, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm super excited, and the reason why we wanted to talk about this is that um, she had an idea to create a piece that talked about bullying, and First, before we jump into that, talk, let's just talk about like a little bit of like a little intro, introduce yourself, talk about who you are, um, and uh, her profession is one that everybody knows and loves, and I'll let you take it from there. Okay. Hi. Well, I am glad to do this. Um, I am Lisa. I am, um, I am from New Jersey, have always lived in New Jersey. Um, and um, I grew up um, pretty much, you know, like everybody else. And you don't kind of realize that things are maybe not right um, until you get older and you start to work on things yourself and then you start to work on yourself. Um, so I got married, had kids, stayed home with my kids for a really long time. Um, one of the things you probably don't know is I actually homeschooled my kids. Um, oh, that's nice probably another podcast all by itself. Um, <laughs> and then um, uh, when I did go back to work, um, I decided that I wanted to be a nurse. It was something I had wanted to do when I was younger. So when I went back to school, I was like 45. Oh, awesome. So I graduated. I actually went to um, Burlington County College for my associate degree. And I graduated in 2013, went back for my bachelor's degree. Um, I have been with my hospital for 14 years and I've been a nurse for seven. Um, and I have been a nurse um, right now. I work in um, psych and eating disorders specifically. So um, yeah, when I saw the opportunity to volunteer for um, HPF, I thought, well, you guys were originally looking for somebody who wanted to write. And I didn't by any stretch of the imagination think that I was a writer, mm -hmm. but I knew that I could write mm -hmm. um, and I could like do some research. Um, and I thought, well, I, I love to educate. That's one of my favorite things to do as a nurse. So I thought, well, let me see if with my degree and then the writing that I do have, if I could, you know, be able to help in some way. Yeah. Um, and if I could just jump in real quick, just mm -hmm. one of our... I, whenever I'm talking to somebody in, a, about coming on as a, as a volunteer, I kind of go backwards that our, our, you know, the first thing I talk about is how we're an intermediary to services, but the number one primary thing is to educate to prevent. And I remember you mentioning mm -hmm. this on our call and I thought, oh my goodness, this is, this is a perfect fit. So go ahead and continue. I, mm -hmm. I love this. 
So I think that one of the, there's the two greatest things I could ever do for one of my patients. One is educate and the other is advocate. Um, and both of those generally go hand in hand. Um, a lot of times you're educating while you're advocating um, for their, for the betterment for the person. And I have never seen such a greater need of that than um, where I work now. Like I said, I work in mental health, specifically eating disorders. Um, and an eating disorder is never by itself, right? So there's always other um, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And so empowering them, um, that is the, the, the patients that I work with um, to, you know, um, to be able to, uh, you know, to, to work the skills that they're learning while they're there so that they can, um, uh, it's it's not always almost it's not always overcoming what you've been through it's 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 more of um, making your life out of what you have and being able to um, uh, you know kind of just come to it um, uh, from that point you can't pretend it never happened what what the right. things are that happen and um, the only thing that you can do is learn to um, work through those things. Um, so that you can have a better life. And then if you decide to have children someday or whatever, you can make, you can touch somebody else's life by the knowledge that you have. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's, it, it, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that is really the inspiration behind what we do. And, um, you know, I, I've worked with so many people that say to me, and I can hear them say it, I, I just, I just want to get through this and get over it and just, you know, and, and just forget about it and move forward. And, you know, I don't ever like to shatter the dream or the goal, but it's not like a cold where like you get done and, you know, you're all better and, you know, right. It's not. Mm -mm. Yeah. You manage, you just, you learn how to manage and, you know, carry things differently, put some things down and live a better life. So, mm -hmm. um, I, yep. I couldn't agree more. And I love yep. what you just said about the whole, um, you know, eating disorder is not a standalone. It's, no, no. And I mean, honestly, what mental health issues really are, they're not, I mean, they're, they're not, you know, um, I can speak from eating disorders. You see anxiety, you see depression, you see bipolar diagnosis, you see, um, uh, schizophrenia, you see so many different, you know, facets and, um, and, and none of those things exist alone. Yeah. Know? I mean, we're all just masking pain and right. um, trying exactly. to soothe. Right. It's, Whether it's, it's addictions, eating disorders, um, you know, self-loathing, um, all the different things that we do to mask it, mm -hmm. anger, um, things like that. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. Well, that, that, that's a really good segue to kind of talk about what you recently did, because I think that, um, you know, very early on, we in the school system and growing up on the playground or whatever the case may be, just as children, we are faced with a subject matter that we cover as HPF. And you took on to dive a little bit deeper and come up with something. And that subject matter is is bullying. Absolutely. And yes. it's amazing how, um, and I don't want to cut to the chase, but um, mm -hmm. A, when you were talking about how, you know, some people like they let it out through anger um, mm -hmm. and that could be the bully themselves. Um, and then be, they're yes. inflicting, inflicting it on somebody else that, you know, really 
kind of sometimes sets the stage down the road for a lifetime of like misery always being victimized so let's talk about some of that and if you want to intertwine things about the piece that's great like I I, I love it so yeah okay um I mean I picked bullying because I mean I felt like it was very common it's something that we hear about a lot I mean at least I know I did when I was a kid Um, and it's something I'm very familiar with um, in the context of my work because the patient population we serve it is um, anywhere kids from eight to uh, 17 and then 18 all the way through adulthood. So a lot of the adolescents that we see that come in um, and the young children, um, they have been a lot of them, um, the the impetus for starting the eating disorder or whatever is somebody body shamed them, somebody bullied them. Um, In a lot of times it happens in the school setting. Um, But while I was researching this, you know, it, it was very interesting to see that it's not just always in the school setting, it's also um, can be in the work setting, and we can talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but I know um, for myself, I was body shamed when I was a kid uh, by another kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I have seen experiences where my own kids have gone through it. Um, I have seen, like I said, my patients, um, co workers. Um, just, you know, um, go through those types of things. Yeah. It's extremely common. It's amazing how, um, when, like when it comes before you in your adult life, whether you're seeing it through your children or you're seeing it through your patients, I see it through people that I work with, how Mm -hmm. reflective you go into your own circumstances back at a time period where, you know, and, and, and I forget what the number is, but I think it's four out of five, um, have either experienced it or at least seen it in some way, shape or form, some form of bullying. And, um, people don't realize that there is bullying in the workplace and just like in the school. And it's amazing to me, nobody wants to speak up about it because they're afraid of the repercussions. Right. Um, And so I thought it was really interesting, like, um, first of all, the types of bullying when when in the article and I broke it down, um, I thought that was really interesting because I found six uh, types of bullying, uh, physical, verbal, emotional intimidation, uh, racial bullying, sexual bullying, and then cyber bullying, which is, um, I think, a little bit of a newer bullying, but I think sure. it's been around as long as the internet has been around. I mean, um, so yeah. And I think that um, I think that as a kid, I was more used to seeing like physical and verbal bullying. Me too. Um, and I don't think that um, you know a lot of times in our society we don't well you know we don't like to um, you know talk about. Uh, you know, the racist stuff, or I mean, we see it all over the news now, but but a lot of people don't like, oh, that wasn't racist. That was just, you know, whatever a comment. Right. Um, Or, um, you know, sexual. And uh, I think too, um, in terms of like the women and the Me Too movement, but there's more than just women that are um, that are, uh, you know, having that uh, unwanted physical or just inappropriate comments that are made sure. to them, um, in whether it's in the workplace or I don't know, the grocery store on the street, you know, it could be anywhere. 
Um, and then also, I think um, the cyberbullying that is um, extremely new. And I see that that I have learned a lot about working with the current patient population that I work with. Um, because cyber, that's, I mean, that's where it's at. It's on the internet. And then they look other things up on the internet that have to do with eating disorders because they think they want to change their body because mm. somebody's making fun of their body yep. and they're like, well, they would probably like me if I did this or this. And then they go down the rabbit hole and then it's just, yep. it's not good. Right. Um, I'll be happy when and fill yep. in the blank. And you know, how many times do we hear you get to the when, whatever it is, and you're not happy and then you keep going and you know, yeah. and, and the other thing too with cyberbullying is, I mean, I, I always try to talk to parents about this is that, you know, like you and I, when we talk about bullying during our time period when we went to school, like the school bell rang and you went home and it was done. Like, you know, it did, yeah. you got a break. Yeah. Um, cyberbullying, right. there's no break. It, it, it's forever going. Yeah. Um, it's on your phone. It's on your this. It's on your that, you know. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, and I, I think one of my favorite parts about, I don't know if there's so many parts that I loved about the, the piece that you did, but um, I liked a little bit of the play on words about bullying then and now. And, you know, when you hear mm -hmm. that, you think about us talking about like generational being, okay, so, so it, that our time period compared to this time period, but really there's an underlining thing. Right. And we, it's the then and the now is like, I'm bullied then and now I'm in the workplace and I'm bullied now. And um, I think right. that that's phenomenal. The twist to that was, I'm even me saying it right now, I feel the hair going up on my arms. Like I just well, love it. I, I really found out like I, some of the things I found out I thought were interesting, like, um, you know, that there's possibly sort of, it's either that genetic or like environmental component of how you grow up. Um, and as to whether or not a person can be more susceptible to being bullied mm -hmm. and I guess possibly being a bully, if that was sure. what you were going to do. Um, if I were just to just, you know, think back to myself, I mean, I didn't have, you know, when I was bullied, I didn't have very high, high self-esteem, you know, there's things going on at home and you're not really quite sure what the hell that's all about. And yep. you're trying to figure things out. Um, so I think it was kind of like the, the perfect environment slash, you know, setup. And I can see that that, you know, can happen to a lot of people. <sighs> um, and I was really surprised. Um, I don't know what I expected to find, but I, I mm -hmm. was really surprised at how much research was done in other countries and how this is like a worldwide thing. It's not just indicative to the United States. And that's a, that's a really good point because um, to me, that validates everything that we were just talking about in regards to just um, it, it's age related as adolescents not having brain function to, you know, that this is something that's harmful to do to somebody. And, you know, you're right in terms of like, I, I, I know all the work that I've done on bullying. And I remember thinking about, I didn't think of it then when I was a kid, but the individuals that were bullies in the school, when I was going to school, now I sit here and I think to myself, gosh, what was going on in their life? that made them like that and channel 
whatever rage or anger was in them in that direction or that way, you know? Right. Um, exactly. Right. And th- you're right with the whole in other countries, like I, it really is something that we, like that statement of all pain is the same. And mm-hmm. yes. that shows that right there. It's just, it's just another form of it coming out. So instead right. of doing drugs or whatever, I'm going to be a bully and I'm going to hurt, you know, hurt people, hurt people. I mean, how many times do we hear that saying? So yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, I think that, you know, obviously what happens to kids when they're kids is obviously detrimental. And when it happens to an adult, it's detrimental as well. But when you look at, you know, just a child and their growth and development, um, and you look at, you know, um, these kids that are victims of bullying, they're going to have a, a greater incidence of self-harm uh, mm-hmm. thoughts and behaviors. Um poor school performance, low self-esteem. Um, they're going to have higher, de- you know, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, um, not wanting to go out in public places and unfortunately, and suicidal thoughts. Um, and I did um, just in what I know from uh, where I work, you know, there's a lot of kids that like it. And, and from what I've just read in the news, like a lot of kids get suicidal over this. Sure. And that's, that's, it's really serious and, and it's sad. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I so agree. And, and you're right. It is very sad. And I, you know, I, I certainly don't want to be um, like, I don't know, Pollyannish about it, but you know, there are things that can be done. And yes. I think the first mm-hmm. thing to do is to um, address the topic and continue to speak about it and do something. And I, I think that this is a good segue to kind of talk about, you know, some of the things that we've talked about that we want to do with this. Um, so yes. one of them is um, that HPF will start to create um, with you and that you are willing to do some um, lunch and learns and some school presentations. Um, do you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that? I know that you've done them um, with the eating disorder type of thing before. Um, I have. Um, we did um, a friend of uh, uh, an, a peer of mine, another nurse, and myself. We took um, and we made a, a you know just education um, to um, staff at schools regarding um, you know just eating disorders, what to look for, and why the early intervention is so important. So I kind of feel the same way about this, right? The early intervention um, is important. Um, so um, definitely, you know, reaching teachers, um, school staff, administrators, uh, school nurses, whoever, um, you know, and, and I do know that a lot of schools, right, they do have a lot of anti-bullying, no tolerance types of policies, Yes. Um, you know, but to just maybe um, just to give provide more education as to what the effects are. Absolutely. Um, And uh, you know what I like about it is, um, and this is really why HPF existed, is that, um, you know, we don't charge to come in and present to a school. Um, Right. Uh, that that shouldn't be something you know protecting children and educating them and all shouldn't be at the school's expense on these types of topics um that's why we exist as a nonprofit. that's why we have sponsors Mm -hmm. and corporate sponsors and and grants and and all of that so let's take that out of the mix and then you know so now it's not a budget item and now it's just a matter of getting it scheduled and and executing it so i love that um i also know that um that 
you know, companies are always looking for some sort of um, self-improvement characteristics, presentations that, you know, I'm mm -hmm. at my company, I'm on the employee engagement committee, and we're always looking at things like that. Um, and then the other thing too, that I like really, I just really thought about this as, as we talked is that we're coming out of a really rough time period right now with mm -hmm. children that have been homeschooled for an experience, experience, uh, uh, sorry, an extended period of time. time. Um, mm -hmm. they, um, that their whole school experience has been disrupted. And oh, it's completely turned. Yeah. Yeah. Upside down. So, yeah. And frustration transcends into anger and mm -hmm. anger gets channeled out in so many different ways. And one of them is going to be bullying. And I think we're going to have an up. I mean, well, first of all, I already know the suicide rate. There's an uptick of that already. Right. And um, the mental health issues and people seeking help yeah, and things like that. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. this just falls right in line with it. And I think that mm -hmm. it's super important. Um, so in addition to us having this conversation right now and making it part of the podcast, um, which is awesome. Um, we're going to plan on taking the actual piece and doing it as a reading. So there's an audio version. Um, mm -hmm. we'll, at, at some point we'll get to the point where, um, like parents and whoever wants to, you know, request for PDFs of it as well. And then mm -hmm. the end goal will, it'll eventually be put out on our website as, you know, standalone ongoing content, um, as we move through the process. Yeah, within the school system, it is good to try to reach the parents. And then I think in the business community, um, I think you had mentioned um, LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's important to really touch on that, the workplace bullying and what it looks like. Because um, sometimes in the workplace, it's often subtle, right? It's a place of business. We're all supposed to be adults. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I think that um, reaching people that way um, and especially, you know, if somebody's going through that at work and they are feeling bullied and they don't feel like there's a way to, a place to go, um, sometimes, you know, um, I hate to say it, but, you know, managers and things like that can have particular relationships with their human resources departments. And then that employee kind of feels like, well, where do I go? Oh, you know, gosh. it's, it's huge. Yeah, it is um, huge because um, and it, it, it the becomes holder systemic. Yeah, yeah, and it becomes systemic, like throughout the system. Um, if especially if it's something that's been accepted and and widely you know uh, used and portrayed in that business as being you know quote unquote normal. This is how we do it here. Yes. You know? Yes, and. Um, I think I was going to say this earlier, and um, but I, this is a great place to put it, is that I, the first mistake I feel like we make with uh, just about any of the topics that we cover with HPF is that we always think that it's not going, it, that doesn't happen in this community, or that doesn't happen in this school, or in our company, we don't have that. Um, and to me, you have lost the first round if that's your mindset because mm -hmm. that's when it's going to happen. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, us coming forward and saying, okay, this is very real. This is what's going on. Here are some solid examples and here is some data and information to back that up and support it. And we would like to be able to present it is really the first step mm -hmm. to creating a change, um, especially yeah. in the workplace. I, you know, I, I don't think it's talked about enough. I really don't. Um, 
And I think if you give people the opportunity to do it and say, gosh, I thought I was the only one, or I, mm-hmm. well, I don't really have to be embarrassed about it. This is a real thing that we can create really good change. Yes, I think so. I agree so much. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea that, um, you know, I mean, honestly, I, I would be happy with anybody doing it, but I just love the idea of, first of all, that you're a nurse, um, mm-hmm. you're in the mental health vertical and um, there's something to be said about having you as an individual, um, you know, presenting on that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the piece is so well written. And I know we keep calling it like the piece, like it's this thing in the basement, but I'm saying it that way because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to give yeah. away what, what the contents of it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I want people to be able to read it on their own, um, digest it and mm-hmm. experience what I did when I was reading it. And I was like, oh man, this is, this is, this is good. Like we can do good things with this and, you know, yeah. plant a seed. And get people to reach out and then, you know, to have the resources, you know, to point people in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Well, absolutely. I I really appreciate you. You know, this is what I say all the time is that time is not a renewable resource. And for you to put your time into doing it, um, just the time to sit here and talk about it. And then the time that you're going to put forth to present it out there and everything that goes along with it is so appreciated in so many ways that I, um, I don't, I, you know, I say this all the time that like, it's two words, thank you. And it like, it, they're two little tiny words, but they really mean so much. And I feel like there should be something else bigger, but to me that. Oh that no. Makes- Cause thank you. Because I honestly think that, you know, um, you know, in your whole life, you know, when you experience things, um, especially like a lot of the things that I went through as a kid, I really mm-hmm. do always wanted to have that ability to give back. And one of the ways I do that is through nursing. And I think that, you know, just having to have that peace and to have the knowledge and then the desire to educate really helps to just continue to give it back, you know, to an organization that, you know what I mean, wants to help people because that's what you want to do. You got me right there. I could feel that one in my chest. Yeah, in the feels. There you go. That's awesome. So, (laughs) all right. Well, um, that takes us right to the end. So what I'll close it out by saying this, um, A, thank you again, but we are going to make sure that in any of the materials that are associated with this podcast, as we put it out, that as we develop what all of our things that we're going to execute, whether it's presentations or how to sign up or how to get whatever, Mm -hmm. we'll make sure that we include that in show notes and social media posts and and everything like that. Yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah. So thank you. And um, those that are listening to this, you can definitely expect to hear from Lisa again when she's ready to do any presentations and and we'll keep people posted. So. All right. That sounds great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Spend some time relaxing and chilling because man, I know you're working hard. That's for sure. So I will. I will. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.